0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network hear that that's the sound of the 2023 chevy silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability impressive power whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends thanks this is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride and most importantly this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Hello there, guys. What is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great bank holiday weekend if you are in the UK. We just had a great weekend elsewhere around the world. If you're watching this or listening to this on the podcast, um. Good to start a week, really, where Chelsea have won a game uh, and it's it's quite a weird feeling this season to feel positive about Chelsea. If you haven't heard my thoughts on the game against Bournemouth, please go and check them out now. In today's uh, show, we're going to be looking at Maurizio Pochettino. There is an expectation that this week could be vital in terms of getting it over the line in terms of Chelsea announcing who the next head coach, we, which we suspect will be Maurizio Pochettino um this week and also how that impacts players like Ingolo, kante and joao felix before we get into any of that good stuff i want to ask you guys if you're new round here hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you don't miss any of the chelsea news regarding Maurizio pochettino heading into the summer and next season like the video too it really does help out if you are listening on the podcast feed thank you so much for tuning in son of chelsea is a part of the 90 min podcast network so i think the first place to start is yes we do expect you know david Ornstein reported this on uh in, in his monday column for the athletic that there is an expectation this week that it is going to be wrapped up this is kind of a mystery in terms of you know the reporting that well they're going to wrap it up and they'll find the next head coach when it seems like based on all the accurate reporting we have or, or good reporting it is only going to be one man. I mean, Vincent Company, for instance, another contender, has recently signed a new contract with Burnley, so you can rule him out. And just the way things have been accelerating with Pochettino's name consistently over recent weeks gives you an indication of who it's going to be. But hopefully it can get over the line. I would just say I have been reading uh, Gillian Balagay's book, Brave New World, um, which is all about Pochettino and specifically... It's inside the 16-17 season and I'm about halfway through it right now. I definitely suggest if, if you just like football books and um, particularly if you're a fan of Pep Confidential, which is probably my favourite football book, I think this is, you know, you're going to enjoy this. Um, just from sort of a, a insight into one of the game's big coaches and, and particularly working at Premier League level during an exciting time for Spurs. It also goes into a lot of detail not only on that season month by month the conversations he has with players the decision making that you know goes around what he's doing at Spurs but he also does take a look back into his childhood into his time at Espanyol of course his playing career how it ended a fascinating story of Marcelo Bielsa and then also his time at Southampton so I definitely suggest you know if you want to get to know Pochettino a lot more but also just enjoy reading football books I think this is a really good one but You know just getting obviously insight into pochettino a lot more and kind of the way he feels about things in a football sense and you know i'm really excited to see what he could do at chelsea and i feel that one of those players and it's relevant today ingolo kante um because matt law has reported that chelsea appointment of marice pochettino could be key in signing and sealing that new contract for ingolo kante the Telegraph reporting here that the Argentine and Kanté share a mutual appreciation of one another. It is understood that Pochettino was interested in signing Kanté for PSG, and that it became clear that the 32-year-old midfielder would relish playing for him. The move never, never materialised, and Kanté stayed at Stamford Bridge. But sources claim the pair have retained a desire to work together at some point, if possible, even being described as a bromance was one of the, the phrases used. Kanté. I think exciting you know in terms of my opinions and I'm not you know I'm not going to say that you know I I like to be consistent with these things you know if I change my opinion on something or I'll say where I felt earlier in the season and if that's changed if that's evolved or kind of the way things have have moved on you know and you can find videos you can read articles that I wrote for Football London earlier in the season where I wasn't a fan of handing Ingo Locante a new contract I still have my doubts because you know, my big thing with Kante and it's the most obvious thing we could bring up is regarding his fitness. I think it's been really positive to see in recent weeks. that You know, I think the club managed him well when he's got back into uh, the team. And I think he's actually looked Good. I think he's looked back to sort of um, Pete Kante in, in certain glimpses. I thought the game against Liverpool uh, was a really good example of that. And of course, he, he created one goal against Bournemouth with a really good cross and just hopefully can manage that for the rest of the season and, and hopefully have a full preseason with Maurizio Pochettino. And, you know, Kante, again, it's never been a question of his talent, of his impact, if you can keep him fit. One extraordinary player, particularly for someone like Pochettino who likes to see his players run. Kante, that's kind of a big part, but that is also is a fear later on in his career in terms of him breaking down. But you can absolutely see why a coach like Pochettino, I mean, any coach in world would, would want to have Ingolo Kante, he's one of the best midfielders we've ever seen. But I think, you know, with Kante and what could be done at the later stage of his career to really keep that going, can, you know, Pochettino, and particularly from a fitness point of view, we did speak about this, I say, last week or the week before, around Chelsea really need to sort out their fitness and the number of players that have been injured this season in recent years you know the rehiring of the physio and particularly Pochettino has you know you understand this from Pochettino he says it in his own words he says it in our book the importance of fitness the importance of endurance over the course of a season is going to be key and as I say can can Kante overcome that with some you know a focus on that with Pochettino not sure these are long standing problems that have been happening under several Chelsea head coaches since that injury he got under Maurizio Sarri but I do think it would be very exciting to see if he could stay fit what he could produce under Maurizio Pochettino next season I also think the the key thing always with Kante was Investing in new midfielders. We've done a lot of that with Enzo Fernandez. I think it's exciting seeing Andre Santos potentially come in during the summer. And for me, still investing in another central midfielder. So to just add bulk to that area and to add cover to that area that isn't solely reliant on Kante staying fit for the majority of the season, which has been a big problem in recent years. You know, are you excited about Kante and Pochettino working together? Um, I I think, in terms of that profile, in terms of what Kante is best at harrying, you know, feeling like he's covering so many. Areas of the pitch you know multiple versions of him it feels like he's outnumbering you know he can he make in times in his career he's made a pass and then received the pass he's just made for himself so you know kante pochettino that energy that high energy and particularly the other players in midfield that chelsea could be building around next season i think it's quite exciting the next story uh, comes from the Canceler and it regards a draft Felix who of course scored at the weekend. Um, swap deal talks as Atletico I duo with transfers key to Maurizio Pochettino decision. Apparently after a series of calls, Atletico continue to demand £88 million, pounds, 100 million euros for their 23-year-old forward but are open to another loan deal at a cost of about £16 million. Chelsea have also expressed their desire to reduce Felix's asking price through swap deals after learning that the Spanish side are interested in both Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Mark Kukurea. I don't know if swap deals, you know, this is the second summer, now we're going to be going in when this ownership, uh, now with sporting directors and you'd like to think a more refined, you know, recruitment idea of, you know, personnel behind the scenes, uh, are maybe going to try and get some swap deals again. And I'm always very cynical of them because I think they are so rare. And, you know, I think that the situation has to be perfect. And, you know, financially, in terms of what... what, uh, there is, the financial landscape of European football is very clear you know what England what English clubs can offer the Premier League clubs can offer to European clubs who don't have as much finance you know it's important to those clubs that they can extract money from Premier League clubs and you know if, if they're getting a swap deal obviously that fee is going to be lowered and, and you know what do they value more you know Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang or more money for Joao Felix a signing that hasn't worked out for them uh, I still stand by this and I know he scored a nice goal at the weekend it was a really good finish but I, I still don't see much value in going in uh for Draft Felix. i you know i i don't see it as as kind of a priority for me this season um but then you know you look at a 4 2 one just kind of playing devil's advocate here you look at a 4 2 one pochettino could play Felix, you know, obviously you could see him as a number 10. That was briefly tried. Uh, I think Graham Potter tried it for a little bit when Felix came in, sort of playing in behind the striker. With a better striker, you could finish chances uh, more consistently. Obviously, the, the different conversation, but I think at the moment he just isn't offering, you know, the end product or so just, you know, the impact that I would want. And I think, you know, given how important this season, this summer is, sorry, to kind of clear out a lot of the Deadwood to try and refocus, to to hit a reset and to look at who's important, who's most valuable within this squad. You know, I think it's just going to be a case where if that's what they're asking and if you can't have a compromise with a swap deal, you should be. There's no justification for paying 88 million for for Gio felix. There's there's no justification. It's not like this is a guy who earlier in his career, um, even in recent years, I mean, you can, you have to go back to 2019. You have to go back to Benfica, and that is a long way away now. Uh, there's been nothing in recent years to suggest he is an extraordinary player that is worth investing in uh, when that money could be spent somewhere else. And I also just think in terms of the squad composition and, and you know what we'll need. And my questions over his ability off the ball with a coach like Pochettino. I Think there are better uses uh, of, of those funds, but if you know, if you're sitting there and going that you can get a and Marco Correa, I, I don't know if it'd be both. I can't, I can't really see a situation where both players move on, uh, that'd be quite extraordinary. you know, given those are two names that I think a lot of people, particularly a quite obviously would, would you know like to see the back of this this summer, I think Marco Correa. That would obviously open the door for Ian Matson to come back, which is preferable in my point of view. Uh, so we will see how that develops. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. That is it for today's show uh, we're going to be building up obviously and luckily in the uk it's bank holiday so it's you know it's not monday here it's tuesday now so we're getting close to the weekend we're actually feeling a little bit of enthusiasm going to stanford bridge at the weekend to see chelsea play which again feels quite weird but i'm sure chelsea will try their best to to knock that enthusiasm down quite quickly but let me know your thoughts all of that good stuff have a great rest of your day and i'll see you again very soon all the best